We don't win down here. We lose. You ready for that? Oh, you, th- oh, you were a post-millennialist. You thought we we're just going to go waltzing into the kingdom as you took over the world. Welcome to Nobody with a Bible. Chief Nobody Brandon. And here we talk about all the things and use biblical discernment while doing so. So let's dig in. Not using your feelings, but God's truth. What's wrong with you people? I'm serious. I mean, this is what's wrong with the Christian church today. We don't know who God is, and we don't know who we are. Welcome back, everybody. I know it's been a while since we've had a podcast come out, but this brought me out of retirement. I uh, I initially wanted to do this because I knew that this was going to become a thing, but I just kind of let it go said, no, that's just me just trying to find content to podcast on and just trying to be ranty about it. So I just decided to let it go. But finally, over the past couple of weeks, it's been uh, built up a little bit. Finally, Wretched Radio, Todd Friel, they did their Let's Go Brandon episode, which I thought was very, very well done. And then yesterday, and this is what got me to do this podcast, Reformation Charlotte, who is another good YouTube channel to follow. They're a good, um, they're, they're like a doctrinal watchdog channel. Uh, but they posted a video from John Haggy's church, who is a very famous pastor out of San Antonio, Texas. And at his church, a crowd broke out in a let's go Brandon chant. So I saw that and that finally for me was the, the, the last straw. I was like, I I finally have to do this. And uh, I read some of the comments and I kind of, I I responded to a few of them um, that were just very, very repulsive to me. I was triggered. I was, I'm not going to lie. I was triggered by these things. And there was a couple of people that commented and ignorantly, and I had to, uh, correct them. I had to be one of those internet people, uh, which I've been really, really trying hard not to be. But, uh, like I said, this kind of brought it out of me, but, uh, first of all, this, this whole thing, in case you don't have any idea what this is, if you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard this, this started in October on October 3rd, it was a NASCAR Xfinity series driver who had won a race and his name was Brandon Brown who had won a race and the way that they interview drivers now after they win races they do their their donuts and their celebrations and then they get out of the car and then the reporter comes up and interviews them at the start finish line now and they didn't used to do it that close they used to wait till they got to victory lane and that kind of stuff but now with covid i guess victory lane is evil um but anyway they go to the start finish line and um it, this was in alabama that this race was at talladega and uh the crowd while they were interviewing this driver brandon started chanting f joe biden and the reporter co- tried to cover it up because it was so clearly being said you know where you, you could hear what was being said and uh, she tried to say, you know, oh, how does it feel that these people are chanting your name? Let's go, Brandon. <laughs> Let's go, Brandon. And that's what she was trying to um, trying to kind of salvage what was happening on live TV. Um, but it didn't it didn't work. And I knew from that moment that it was going to be uh, 
a thing and and they did and now this is associated this let's go brandon is associated with f joe biden so when you say let's go brandon that's exactly what it's saying now i don't like biden in any sense of the word i mean there's there's nothing about that man that that I condone or that I encourage I am not a Biden supporter in any in any way shape or form I dislike the man however I recognize him just as much as I did and just as much as I dislike Donald Trump I recognize him as a authority that has been put in place by God and whether or not I like it or not that's who our president is and Certainly, Let's Go Brandon does not have any business being in a Christian's mouth. And I read some comments on Reformation Charlotte's post about the YouTube video with John Haggie's church. And I don't want to be completely accusatory towards him because I don't, these facts aren't, I don't know these facts. From what it said in the comments, it seemed like from, you know, of course, and that doesn't mean anything, but usually you find like a, oh, well, my sister goes to that church and she told me this, you know, there's always that type of comment there. So there was one of those that said that this wasn't actually con like Haggy's congregation. This was a group that had rented out the church. So that's a possibility, and I don't want to completely pin this on Haggy. However, he, need, he does need, if it wasn't him and his congregation, um, you can clearly see that the guy leading the chant is not Haggy, and he doesn't appear to be anybody from their ministries, but I don't know everybody in their ministries, so I couldn't tell you. I mean, that doesn't mean anything, but... Um, you know, I, like I said, I don't want to be completely accusatory. He could have no clue that this went on. But the thing that I have a hard time believing with that is the fact that John Hagee is a no, well-known Trump supporter. And he was very, very, um, you know, very vocal about that in, in many different ways. And so it's okay. It may not have, he may have not known, but I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, he, I, I don't think that he would disagree with it. Certainly in church he would, but in theory and in, in the way that he supported um, Trump, it would be something that I, I, I could see as being true. So as well, I don't want to falsely accuse him of this. It's, it's something that I do believe could be true, but either way, um, this was done at his church and in his facility, and this is something that that Christians have no business saying. And 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 Christians, I've see I see Christians all over Facebook. I've, I've I, I knew it wasn't going to take any time, but they're posting this like it's okay. Well, it's okay because we're not really saying it. Yes, you are. It's just as bad. It's it's literally just as bad, and it has nothing, you know, um, it, there's no biblical argument that you can make to say this. This this has to come from a worldly argument. Paul tells this in Ephesians 4, verses 29 through 32. Okay, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion that it might give grace to those that hear. In verse 30, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, 
along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. And then Paul repeats it again in Colossians 3.8. But you must, you must. He says, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. This is that has no business being in a Christian's mouth, or does a Christian have any business being that involved in this world? The I mean, to 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 get that upset and to use that type of language and to care that much and have your hate for Biden that much. Look, whether you like it or not. And I don't like the guy either. I have to make this clear. I, you know, I don't think that I, I, you know, in my past life, I wouldn't disagree with that statement. But in, that was in my past sinful life. And this is the life that we try to live now righteously. And we live now by a different standard. Paul tells us, Paul spells it out all in the, y'all need to go read the book of Romans and it shows. Um. You know, and, and also in First Timothy, he tells Timothy, okay, and I mean, this is for a pastor. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings in verse 2, and all who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life godly and dignified in every way this is good and it is pleasing in the sight of god our savior who desires all people to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth you understand that the apostle paul wrote this under the roman emperor nero who made biden look like child's play a golden child he looks like a, a shiny star christian compared to Nero. Okay, I ain't seen Biden light any Christians on fire to keep Rome lit. So if if we had any at any point any excuse to say anything remotely near that it probably would have been back in Paul's day or you know, maybe back in Daniel's day with Nebuchadnezzar and the kings of Babylon. But no, what did God tell Israel in Jeremiah? He told them that you're going to go and you're going to obey and you're going to respect and you're going to be my people in captivity. And you're still supposed to make a example. And Paul notes that, that we may live peaceful, quiet lives, godly and dignified in every way. This is not the direction that we go in the church, and it has no business being anywhere near a Christian's mouth. So get it out, whether you agree with the sentiments of it or not. But even then, give yourself up. If you really hate somebody that bad, you're just as bad. Until next time, we'll see you guys later. On the day of judgment, do not 
Do not fear for the atheist so much, the thief, the murderer. If you want to be afraid for someone on the day of judgment, be afraid for those who carried the title pastor. Let me give you an example. I gave this example last night. Let's say that a king had a bride. He loved her. He dressed her in white. She was pure and precious to him. And the people admired her for her, for her virtue, for her merit. And the king has to go on a long journey. And so he, he uh, tells his steward, he calls his steward in and he says, here are the directions and you are to care for my bride. You do not deviate from this, not, not one jot or tittle. And when I come back, you'll be rewarded or I'll come back and you will be severely punished. Keep this book, these instructions with regard to her. Well, after a few years, this steward realizes that the people are losing their loyalty in the king. And they're no longer concerned about the bride because, well, she's just prudish. She's old fashioned. So he takes her and dresses, takes off her beautiful white garment and replaces it with something really sensual paints her face like a prostitute and then marches her up and down the kingdom and uses this new look to attract carnal men back into the kingdom. When that king comes back, there, there are no words to describe what he will do to that steward. And when Jesus Christ comes back, there are no words to describe what he will do to many of these men who call themselves pastors who have done to his bride exactly what the steward did in that parable.